I was having to leave my son for two to three weeks at a time, go to Malaysia. And it was on one of those trips that I found out my dad was terminally ill. He was retiring from Nigeria and he was packing his bags and he'd taken ill. And I got a call in Malaysia and my mum called and I said, you know, I'm over the other side of the world. I don't know why you're calling me. I can't do anything to help. We didn't know at that point what it was. And then you think, what am I doing here? Why have I returned to work? I've left my son for so long. My family need me. And you really question it. Feeling shaky after maternity or another long leave from work? Comeback Coach is the Wobbly Bottom podcast about kick-ass comebacks with coaching psychologist Jessica Chivers. She's exactly what you need when you're riding the return to work roller coaster. In this comeback episode, we hear about the wobbly moments and successes of someone who's made a comeback. Jessica also hosts longer coach episodes where we eavesdrop on a one-time coaching conversation. My guest today is the wonderful, generous project manager and mother of four, Amanda Newman. She's also the woman behind the Career Mum community on Facebook, which has a global membership of over 5,000 people. Amanda had all of her children while she was at Shell and now works for Accenture. Her youngest are five-year-old twins, and in this episode, we're talking confidence. Just before you hear Amanda's story, I'd like to say thank you very much indeed to Raiden Solicitors, the Times Top 200 award-winning family law firm who are sponsoring this second season of Comeback Coach. If you're in need of family legal expertise, head to raidensolicitors.co.uk. And if you or your colleagues need support with your return to work and onward career journey, remember to come over to comebackcommunity.co.uk and subscribe to our fortnightly care mails. And if your experience of returning to work wasn't as good as it could have been, your HR team needs to know about the Comeback Community employee experience. There's a two-minute film in the show notes that you can share that explains exactly what it is and why your workplace needs it. Right, let's go and talk to Amanda. Amanda, it's so nice to be with you. And first question is, to what extent did confidence drop ever way for you when you took maternity leave? So nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I think it's important to note that I've had three maternity leaves. So I've got four children and they're spanned from age 16 to twins who are age five. And each one has been a very different experience. I've been at different stages of my career, different levels of maturity and confidence. So if I go way back to my first maternity leave, I'd pushed really hard to get as far as I could before I knew I wanted to have children. And I kind of knew I wanted to take a year off, but I didn't realise how much I'd been defined by my career at that point. So I was in my early 30s. I cried on my last day in the office and decided I didn't want to have a child anymore. And I didn't want to go on maternity leave. And what the hell was I doing to my career? Everyone came in to wish me luck and give me a gift and send me off. And I started crying. And a colleague went, everybody leave the office. Everybody leave. I need to talk to Amanda. And she was like, she was a mum herself. She said, don't be silly. Come on. It's going to be fine. I went on maternity leave and I decided I would take, at that point, six months. It was a whole kind of awakening having your first child, isn't it? It's a real shock. Or at least it was for me. I went from travelling the world in a role I loved, with a company I loved, the social scene of my colleagues was the fabric of my life, and to staying at home with a baby. None of my friends had had kids yet, 
And I just used to hang out with my mum, who I adore, but been a long time since she'd been a parent. And we used to watch daytime TV, read things in the Daily Mail about children choking on meatballs. And I kind of spiralled into a bit of a depression, I think, actually, in, in hindsight, probably postnatal depression. It wasn't a familiar feeling for me. I'd, I'd always been very positive and upbeat and never struggled with my mental health. About six months in, I was struggling to wean my child and I decided I'd like to go back to work. And my boss was American. He traveled over from America and he said, I'm going to come into the office and want to talk about your return because I'd actually got promoted. Within my first few weeks of being on maternity leave, my dream job became available. Terrific. Yeah, my dream job became available. I'd applied for it, interviewed and I got the job and they waited 12 months for me to return. So, Oh, Amanda, I love that story. I know. I look back now and I'm like, wow, what a company to do that. And what sponsors to have the courage to go, no, we're going to wait for her. And I came back to leading an organisation of 200 in a help desk. But anyway, back to this day where he said, can we talk about your return? And I sat in an office with him. He'd come over from Houston and he said, when do you think you're going to come back? And I started crying and I had to say to him, I'm breastfeeding my son and I, and I can't stop. He won't wean. He's got reflux really bad and I don't know when I can come back and he was actually really patient but that was a low point for me because I'd been hanging on to that moment of when I was going to get back to work and I knew somebody else was doing my job that I really wanted so it was that dream of are they going to be better than me am I going to come back and be a bit of a disappointment that was a low point and my confidence started to drop actually from then but what I did do was maintain my keeping in touch days I had really great local senior sponsors that I visited with my child kept up to date with what was happening in the office and kept connected with everybody in the community. So you've mentioned kit days. Was there anything else that you did before you came back that you think helped accelerate your confidence, you know, restore that confidence? I engaged with all of my new teams. So as I said, I was then leading a help desk of 200 and I think I had 10 direct reports leading the individual help desk team. So I kept in touch with my team how to get to know you with each of my team leads. So I took responsibility for what I was going to be coming back to and made sure they knew about me and my leadership style. I knew most of them because I'd been in the team at previous points in my career, but I didn't know everybody. And so I did make a point to try and be available and for them to feel more comfortable with my return because I recognised it was a change for them as well and they might have got used to the interim manager. So yeah, keeping in touch days, making sure I was well connected with what was happening in the organisation, that I knew who my sponsors were, that I kept a relationship with my mentors, that my line manager was supporting and encouraging and, and waiting for me to come back. Say more about your line manager. You talked about he came over from Houston and you had that frank conversation. What else did he do or say that contributed to building you up again? He was amazing. He's still a friend and close sponsor and mentor now. He's retired himself. He was the one who was my sponsor in the room when they were trying to decide on who would take the job. So he really believed in me and he believed that I would make this role a success. So I kept in touch with him personally. I would be vulnerable with him. I'd be very open and transparent with him, which was a relief because actually when I returned, within about a month of returning, in fact, it may have even been my first week, I got a call to say I had to hold a town hall with the whole organisation to tell them that we were going to be outsourcing the service desk. So I had to stand up in front of everybody and tell them that within the subsequent 12 months to 24 months, their jobs would be going. And then about a month after that, we found out that my dad was terminally ill. 
And so, again, I think it's really important to build strong, personal human relationships and be vulnerable. And as leaders, we have to make it safe for your teams to be able to do that with you as well. And for people on maternity leave, they really need that support. Oh, I completely agree with you. And I imagine that you've managed a number of maternity returners over your time as a leader. And there'll be things that you do now that instill confidence in those people. Just thinking about people listening to this and looking for things that they can do for themselves to ramp up that confidence. Tell me about the self-talk that you had going on in your head. Like what sort of things were you feeding yourself to ramp up? I mean, the negative self-talk was I've forgotten everything. I don't really know what I'm capable of anymore. My brain had turned to mush. I'd really done nothing much for a year other than raise a baby. And I say that flippantly because, of course, that was the biggest job I'd ever done. And that's how it felt at the time. That's what I was telling myself. I thought I'd lost all my knowledge, which is a common feeling, I think, that people come back and they feel they're lacking in confidence and they feel vulnerable. With my second maternity leave, five years later, on returning, I was like, no, I think I'm going to be okay. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I've delivered and what I've achieved. I'm older and wiser now and I'm going to be okay. With my third maternity leave, I was like, well, this is nothing. I've been out for 12 months. Nothing changes in 12 months. I've got my reputation. I've got my credibility. Actually, we were going through a massive organisational change, which resulted in me being made redundant on my third maternity leave. But I came back for 12 months. It was the organisation policy. That's okay. I came back confident and full steam ahead from day one, really. I had no self-doubt. So my learning from all of those would be nothing really changed in the environment I was going back to. The only thing that changed was my personal outlook and my self-belief and confidence. So if you can do everything you can to return with that strong, you're going to be absolutely fine. Go on then, self-belief then. How do you, because you've talked about that first maternity leave was quite different to coming back after the third time you were dab hand at it. So think about someone listening to this who is coming back from her first child or perhaps someone listening to this who hasn't been away from the reason for maternity leave, they've been away from some other kind of leave. How do you build that self-belief again? Well, it's really important to keep in touch and keep connected. And I know that's hard to say when you've got a child. The big difference on my third maternity leave was I'd started to build a presence and a profile outside of work. So I also knew what impact I could have in the community, where my skills and knowledge brought value elsewhere. So I wasn't only defined personally by what I delivered at work. People say, you know, keep a book of of wins and what you've achieved. I think that is quite important. So when you're on maternity leave, you do forget what you've done. Look back through your appraisals. Look back through when you've got recognition. Print that off before you go. Keep a book of it so that before you go back, you can go, oh, actually, yeah, I delivered this big project or I got this recognition from an MD or actually I was pretty good. And it reminds you of it because you do forget. You start to slowly remember once you're back and within a few months, it's like you've never been away. But yes, keep that book of wins, stay well connected, get connected into your community, people on social media. Now, I mean, that wasn't around on my first maternity leave, but connect with people in social media who are interested in your passions, 
for me, that's growth in the Northwest and gender diversity. And so, well, all of diversity, actually, equality. And so get connected in with those different areas. Your confidence doesn't only come from what you're delivering at work. It may be that you become massively passionate about what type of parent you want to be. And you can bring an add value with your new hat on to your work, to your employer by contributing to some of the networks at work. And you can bring additional value in areas you've not contributed to before. Oh, Mando, that's just so powerful. I'm curious, thinking back to, say, that first maternity leave, was there a moment that you remember thinking, I'm back, I'm back and I'm doing this? You know, just sometimes it might be a meeting, a phone call, or you're writing something and you don't realise it in the moment because you're in a state of flow, but then you come out of it and you go, oh, there was no doubt there or I knew what I was doing. You know, did you have a moment like that where you just felt, yep, I'm back? Yeah, I think it was actually probably quite quickly. I held a town hall and stood in front of those 200 people to say their jobs would be outsourced and then was flooded with a barrage of questions. And I was channeling all of those and answering them and responding. I wasn't worried about what I'd lost on my maternity leave at that point or what I'd forgotten. It was like that. I had to turn it on and be authentic and respond and I had no choice but to be back then so yeah that came about very quickly you can be back and then you can dip again and it's a bit of a roller coaster and that's okay as well you can have a good day you can have a bad day we still have you know everyone has those all the time I love the fact that you mentioned roller coaster because that's one of the things I talk about when I describe what this podcast is about. It really is for people riding the return to work roller coaster, whatever the reason for leave. And we know that roller coasters have ups and downs. And I'm wondering, tell me first about the lowest point. You might, I know you talked earlier about a wobbly moment, but what was the lowest moment when you returned? And then we'll go to that soaring high. The small ones where you drop your child off at nursery and they're sobbing and they've got a cold and you just think, why am I doing this? Am I prioritising my time right? Is this what I should be doing? Or you've got an urgent meeting you know you have to go to and you just can't cancel your day and you've got that balance in your head of, are they well enough to go to nursery or they're not? Of course, things have changed now. It's probably hard to drop your child off with a bit of a cold these days. In fact, I'm sure you're not allowed due to the pandemic. But I think those small lows can really count up and you can start to doubt yourself and then Some women or returners can choose to leave at that point and just say, this is too hard. I'm not sure if it's right for me. And then I suspect it's really hard to get back in again. And you've got to have even more confidence then after having a career break to return, which is a different challenge again. But I think my lowest moment was I had to travel quite regularly. I was having to leave my son for two to three weeks at a time, go to Malaysia. And it was on one of those trips that I found out my dad was terminally ill. He was retiring from Nigeria and he was packing his bags and he'd taken ill. And I got a call in Malaysia and my mum called and I said, you know, I'm over the other side of the world. I don't know why you're calling me. I can't do anything to help. We didn't know at that point what it was. And then you think, what am I doing here? Why have I returned to work? I've left my son for so long. My family need me. And you really question it. Actually, my colleagues were amazing. One of them even escorted me back to England on the plane to support me. I was encouraged to just rebook my flights and return home. And actually, that support network became critical to me for that time of my life. And I'll never forget how important they were. So again, it's about recognising that I think people compartmentalise and think work is just work. But for me, work is family and belonging and social belonging there's so much more to it 
So recognize what else you're getting from it before you consider leaving when you're having those tough days. Oh, that's such a great point. And tell me about a peak moment then when you were newly back at work. It could be after any of the children, but just something that felt really good because I think it's nice for people to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had peaks when I returned after all of my kids. But after the twins, I returned and knew that within 12 months, I was going to be taking redundancy. I hadn't applied for other roles. It was a relocation strategy and I couldn't relocate. So I knew I'd be leaving and I was sad I'd been there 20 years. So it was a difficult time. But I jumped back in and I thought this is my opportunity to really leave a legacy in a company that I really love and expectations have changed. So then I had the space and the headspace to actually think about where else I might add value. So I was able to contribute to a returner strategy, a mentoring program for our future female talent pipeline in India, and also improving the maternity process. I just really dug in and thought I'm going to contribute to all of those things that I'm passionate about. That when you're so focused on doing your day job, you don't necessarily have the time or the mental energy. But I took that to my advantage. So that was a real high. Oh, Amanda, that's wonderful. And it's been such a pleasure chatting to you. And you are doing such a great job in your work outside of work. And yeah, thank you for being my guest today. Thanks so much for the opportunity. What a woman. So understated, humble and generous. And I completely agree with Amanda's warning to think twice before quitting when it feels unbelievably hard. You know, many of the women I spoke to my book, Mother's Work, talked about giving it at least six months before you make a decision to leave. And don't even think about leaving before you've dared to be vulnerable with your line manager or HR business partner about how you're feeling and any changes you'd like to make to your role, perhaps temporarily, to get you through the tricky patch. And of course, the timing of your return makes a big difference too. If you can return in the spring when the days are getting longer and warmer, that's a bonus. Now, Amanda talked about keeping a book of wins and looking over it before you return to work. And it's something we encourage our coaches to do because there's nothing like being reminded of how positively other people view you when you're at a low ebb and questioning your capability. If you're listening to this before you go on leave, I strongly recommend you record yourself either as a video or as an audio clip answering these four questions. Number one, what have I delivered over the last 12 months? Number two, what am I proud of? Three, what are other people saying about me? And number four, what am I looking forward to about returning to work? Now imagine watching a confident looking and sounding you beaming out at you in the weeks before you're due to return with all those energising, motivating comments. Just brilliant. Now, if you or your colleagues need any support with your return to work and onward career journey, then remember to come over to comebackcommunity.co.uk and subscribe to our fortnightly care mails. And feel free to DM me on Instagram anytime using the handle at comebackcomuk.com.